This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cheeseheads, and welcome to the Cheeseman Podcast. This is Brendan, your host for the show. I'm back after a week and a bit off. I was in Sao Paulo last week, getting drunk with the Irish Consul General, watching us smash the goons. Joining me to look back on what has been probably one of our best weeks, uh, certainly in recent memory, and look ahead to the final game against Norwich, where we screw it all up. First up is Davo. How you doing, mate? Yeah, really good, really good. Nervous, but good. I think I think I read that, that Spurs fans are the only ones that don't think they're gonna beat Norwich. But everyone else is like, oh they've got it. We're just like nah, nah. <laughs> oh. Also joining from Toronto. Toronto is Sean Williamsy. How you doing, mate? Not bad, brother. How are you? How's hard things down in the south? Well good, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, nice yeah. and hot. Yeah, how's how's it up there? I know you love the weather talking about the weather, mate. It's, it's, it's not bad today. Not bad. It's spring. It's spring in Toronto, it'll be uh 15 Celsius one day, 25 the next, and back and forth. So you just get used to it. Right now, right now, just trying to be cautiously optimistic for the weekend. And that's, that's, I know it's that your, your second team is Rangers, and they are currently drawing with Eintracht Frankfurt. So if you do jump up and strip off naked, <laughs> we, don't, we do know that uh, <laughs> you got that second goal. Also joining from South London, Mr. Paul Muir. How you doing, mate? Oh, mate, buzzing. Arsenal get battered. Everywhere, Everywhere they go. go. Everywhere they Everywhere go. Everywhere oh, they go. It's just, uh, this is what it feels like. I, rem- I, I kind of remember this a little bit from the early 80s, like, you know, kind of FA Cups and the such like. But um, what a time. What an absolute time to be a Spurs fan. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? It's amazing. Indeed. What a week. What a week it's been. Uh, I, I I certainly enjoyed the, the Newcastle game against the Goons a lot more than our game against Burnley on Sunday. I was I, w- I did not enjoy that second half against Burnley at all, but pretty much the whole game against Newcastle. I was I was enjoyed. Dave Davo, did you were you able to watch that game over there in, in Oz? Uh, so the the Newcastle Goons game um, I had on the background because we did it we we're doing a YouTube oh, yeah, show yeah. at the same time. So it's kind of like because um, I was like in in Caller's future, but also in Caller's past because I'm nine hours ahead. But the delay on the TV is about is about half is about thirty seconds. So when when he's going, oh they've scored, they've scored, the Jordies have scored, um, and then and then half thirty seconds later, and I was jumping up and down, very excited. Um, I mean, the Jordies were really at it. They were really at it. They were up for it. Um, they weren't lying down or anything like that. And 
you know, that's the kind of portent of, of next season because they're going to be very active in the transfer market. Um, I think Eddie Howe has, has bought very sensibly in the window. He's bought players who were going to get them out of trouble. If you remember QPR a few years ago, they spanked a whole load of money on like Christopher Samba and this, that and the other, and they went down and left with a massive wage bill. So they've been sensible. Um, as for the Gooners, you know, I, I predicted before the start of the season, and I said it again in November, that I thought the Gooners would finish above us this season. No European football. They went out of, they went out of, the, uh, of the FA Cup, what, first week of January? All they've had is this for five months. All they've had is this. And uh, and I think there's some gooners, gooners have been commenting on the fact that they should never have got rid of Aubameyang, that, you know, Arteta should work with the difficult personalities for the, for the good of the team, at least for, for this season. And um, it's come back to bite them. So um, it's been an amazing week, but I, I just have this, you know, I just get the job done and then I'm going to large it. But we're not quite there yet, but we're nearly there. Yeah, what, what a difference a week makes. Like this time last yeah. week, we were four points behind, mm-hmm. and a bit worried. Like as if I still had won that game, I had confidence we'd still do them in the North London derby. But had we not, had they got a lucky pen and sat, that way, they'd they'd be there already. Like so, so yeah. In a week's, it's just gone completely the other way, and it's been superb week. Sean, how have you enjoyed the last few days? Did you did you watch the Newcastle game, and what did you make of Arsenal in both the North London derby and against the Magpies? Uh, in the North London Derby, like, you know, I, I was kind of surprised the way they capitulated in the end. Uh, you know, like, they were all complaining, dodgy penalty, dodgy penalty. All right, whatever. It's 1-0. There was still, what, almost 70 minutes to go? You had a lot of time to get back into the game. And Holding, who's been warned, what, two, three? He was warned twice, carded once, and then dragged Son down. And they're looking like, well, that shouldn't have been a red. Well, no, probably should have been a red two, pen- two uh, fouls before that. And then they just folded up like a cheap suit. And like if they, if, if they lose that game 1-0 and they play tight defensively, maybe they go to Newcastle and think, all right, all right, it was one game, we'll do it here. But then it looked like they went to Newcastle and just still were playing the same way they did on Thursday. You know, we didn't play great uh, against Burnley, but we had, what, two days to get ready? Mm-hmm. They had basically four. Yeah, They go there mm-hmm. and play like they had the they were the team that had the two days off and this from what i from what i was watching i was watching the uh the the tune game at work it just looks like they just didn't really get into it and this realistically was the game they win that game they go to the weekend the opposite of us right you know mm-hmm. we're still a point up you know we just match their result or do better and we win but it it looked like complete lack of leadership it looked like we did back at the beginning of the year. And I, th- I think it was HG tweeted. This is a perfect example. We started the season. We won five, lost five. We fired our manager. They their last 10. They won five, lost five. Arteta gets a new contract. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Paul. Oh, on on, on the, the Newcastle performance, I think they've given a blueprint, on as, as did we, on how to play against them. You you press them hard. You don't give them space. You choke the midfield. They they haven't got the characters in there. They don't. And and Newcastle they played they played well, but they, they weren't spectacular. But it, to me, watching that game, it, it never really felt in doubt. You kind of first half went went in nil nil. You're like, well, Newcastle played well. They carried that on the second half, and they'll, uh, they'll they'll probably nick a couple of goals. And and that's how it panned out. And Arsenal just didn't have any answers. It was, I'm not saying it was surprising because we know they're dog shit, but. It was. It was just. It sets the the trend for 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 Fat Frank to to go there at the weekend and do them as well. 
there's there's no there's no there's no leadership on the team. And the only time any leadership was shown was Jaka, but that was in the post game interview. He should have mm-hmm. been behaving like that during the game and getting in people's faces and barking at them and tell them to turn it around. But I'm I'm f- I'm I'm fed up hearing about this kind of Arsenal's too young youngest team in the Premier League. Franco brought it up on the pod the weekend and other people on social media, uh Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville, Martin Keown, these kind of like these pundits that uh, if you're if you're if you're good enough, you're old enough. Rooney's shown that Ollie Skip shown that, for example, off the top of my head, okay? So I don't, I don't subscribe to this idea that Arsenal, um, uh, their age is going to do with it. It's lack of leadership, as Sean has just quite rightly said there, for one. Arteta is out of his depth. They've given, they've given him a five-year extension. Five-year extension? A five-year extension they've given him, okay? Um, he proved with talent, by its very, very definition, is hard to manage because... They don't fit into like you have to, you have to like find a way. You have to find a bridge to like work with talent. And he didn't do that with Bamiang. He shipped the Bamiang out as soon as possible. Yet all the problems of Bamiang getting caught in traffic and he's getting like turning up late and unauthorized trips abroad, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, yeah, you could see that Arteta didn't have full control like a Conte did, or even a younger manager like a Potter at Bright. I know he hasn't got the, the bigger team, but a lot of a lot of their problems, I think. Have, have stemmed from his complete lack of being able to change his his fundamental ideas. He hasn't he hasn't hasn't molded his tactics like Conte has. He hasn't looked. This is my players. This is how I want to play. I will now I will now kind of like meet a kind of happy ground. Arteta's gone in. This is the one way I want to play. Okay, and if it doesn't go that way, I don't have a plan one and a half or two. A plan B, C, D, E. That that's what's found them out. Yes, they got injuries, but Newcastle absolutely rolled them over. They were still shell shocked from us on the Thursday. You could see that. Yeah, you you really could see that. They they, they were still kind of like mentally bruised. I think Genev called it brutalized, or one of the guys on BT called it bru- or Carragher. But yeah, I mean, I I watched the Geordie game, and yeah, if you've got a dodgy centre back who's been on the uh, the sunbed all week. In Ben White, <laughs> all right. You are gonna, and if I'm Cameron, if I'm Cameron Wilson, I am just gonna, I'm gonna run beyond. I'm gonna test his hamstring, and he just bullied him. He tapped him on the head like a little twelve-year-old, and just said, "Look, you know, you're getting nowhere this game." Yes, they had bad centre backs and uh, sorry, full backs, and one of them went off. But still, they, they 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 were never in that game with the Jordans. You could see in the first 15, 20 minutes, they were, you know, they, they weren't confident. They were booting up in the air. They can't string the passes together. Their goalkeeper was making rash decisions. He nearly got a, a, a simple five-yard ball charged down. Yeah, they were never in that game, and what a shame. Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> I mean, but if you look at the context of the Goons, though, they finished eighth last season. So they're going to finish, well, please God and all the rest of it. Sorry, no blasphemy. Uh, finish uh, finish fifth, right? They're going to go from eighth to fifth. So that's a pretty good season in the context of where they were. But because they had it in their hands to get fourth spot, I think psychologically they will obviously view this as a disappointment, right? You know, I, I did say a few weeks ago after the Brentford game that we'd blown it. I did say it after United away that we'd blown it. And then we did pod together after the Villa game when I, me, me and Paul and Franco, and I said, we're good. This is good, you know, and then we, yeah. and the momentum, we lost it again. So it's been a real topsy-turvy season for both teams. They've, they've have shown a lot of inconsistency, both teams. Um, but I just think that with Arteta, 
they're showing a bit more patience with him than they showed of Emery. But a lot of Gunas said the football under Emery was awful. Um, he wasn't cutting across to the team. But look at what Emery's done at Villarreal since he's, since he's gone there. So, you know, they, they're in a world of pain still. They're still dealing with life post-Fenger, like United are dealing with life post-Fergie as well. When you've got, the, you know, the, the, a big personality is kind of really running all aspects of the club. Um, and, and that's where they are. So, you know, it's a real shame and I'm crying my eyes out for them because we've all grown up in years when there's been dominance by them and we've been rubbish. The gorgeous George era, uh, the early Wenger era, and, uh, you know, where our attempt to get a foreign manager was Christian Gross. So, you know, hopefully we get the result on Sunday and we can all enjoy the moment. And I will be if we do it. Well, if, if, you, if, if, you, look, if you look back, because I just had a picture that somebody sent me the other day. March 15th, they were six points up on us. They were in fourth. We were in eighth. They had better goal difference, goal difference by seven. Now look where it is. And a game in hand as well. Yeah. I think it was a game yeah. in hand. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That was 14th of March as well. So, yeah, so yeah. Like, two, months, two months ago, really. Yeah. So, monu- monumental. It's a monumental failure by Arteta. They're not getting a Champions League next year because, as as uh, Dave I mentioned, um, Newcastle will probably buy again. Eddie mm-hmm. Howe's begin to find his feet. There is the making of something quite big up there in the northeast, which is is good for the league. Might not be great for us, but it's bad fucking news for Arsenal. Excuse me, it's bad news for Arsenal. They're not getting the Champions League for a while, and it's, and, and it's massive because they, they 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 need to strengthen the guy out and buy players. But oh well, Salah. Well, never well, mind. You, you just look point. at it. You figure Chelsea. <laughs> you figure Chelsea, City, and Liverpool are going to be there again next year. Yeah. United's yeah. going to spend like a drunken sailor on shore leave to get back up there. You know Newcastle is going to spend money to get up there. Mm. Hopefully, hopefully, we're going to spend money to be up there. It's going to be, it's going to make things very difficult. You you could finish sixth or seventh in the next two or three years and had and have had a really good season. Uh, on that on that Davo, I think that um, we have to tip our cap to the the stewardship of the club in in getting Conte in because. It's him. It's him. And I know that we can look at other things, but he has got that team galvanized. He's got us playing well. He's got the, there's a togetherness, the, the on and off the pitch. He has transformed us. So are we going to give credit to the, to the guys upstairs? I, I love. Go on, I, Dave. I, go on. I, I, <laughs> Come on, Dave. You want to do it. I think, I think Brendan, Franco, Caller, you all get together and you all go, right. <laughs> we are, things are going well. The stewardship of the club. Let's ask Davo the question. <laughs> Don't ask. Let's bring out old Winnie. Let's bring out Eeyore from the corner of the party room. Eeyore, Enoch. And off he goes once more. Okay. So here we go yet again. I feel like a groundhog day. As I was discussing with Sean in the, you know, in the in the green room that us us cheeseheads have before we come on to the come on to the shows where we're sipping on our cocktails and eating our canapes. Um, I was discussing the fact that this was Enix's last throw of the dice, version 4.0, okay? They didn't do the deal in July to get him over the line, and we were all excited at the time that Conti was coming in over the summer. Um, and for whatever reason, maybe he wasn't happy with the salary, maybe he wasn't happy with the number of staff he could bring, uh, maybe he wasn't happy with the transfers. And, and those were all being discussed in the media at the time. And the deal wasn't done, and we got Nuno. Okay, roll it to United at home, which was a kind of one of the the real nadirs of the Enoch reign, where there were Levy out chance in the stadium. It may not have been all fifty five thousand, but there was 
So, I mean, I did hear it on my telly over here. It's not just my brain wanting that. I did hear it. And and we were in a truckload of trouble. The transfer window was more about cutting the bill, the salary in the summer. Um, and Nuno wasn't performing and we had real problems. So they got that. So the Levy's negotiation position with Conti was worse. It was on his hands and knees to get him in. And we got him in. I went to a Leeds game in November, which was a great experience. Great to go to a first game in a few years. Um, and to see Conti on the touchline, he's our coach, was quite a surreal moment for me and a beautiful surreal moment. But now in terms of this, you know, as Caller said, bless him, when we did the show when Conti came in in October, November, you've got to hand it to Levy. He knows how to rectify a mistake. Well, he's had a lot of practice rectifying mistakes over 20-odd years. So I don't, I don't call that a ringing endorsement. But to, to finish off my – is this a rant or a monologue or a soliloquy? Okay, this is a rant. This is a rant. Is it a rant? Yeah. If it was Shakespeare, I should have done it in iambic pentameters. Um, so just to finish off, and as, as again, as I was saying to Sean in the green room, as I was sipping our cocktails before the show, that we're now back in Potch and Redknapp territory. And what I mean by that is that Redknapp, no one thought Redknapp would get Champions League when we got him in. It was about staving off relegation and we got Champions League the following season. Potch's aim, at the, it was in... Uh, the uh, Brave New World book that Poch, uh, the target was for him to get Champions League of the second season of the new stadium. So he's well overachieved. So now the the our ownership of our club have now got to show ambition in the transfer market and buying players who are in at the peak, like uh, the 25-year-olds to 26-year-olds, not your Papa Sars from Mets, not your Brian Hill, none of that. We need to buy fit-for-purpose players. Some, I think, we should get in from the Premiership with Premier League experience and some from the continent because to finish off and obviously let everyone else have a word, you know, Chelsea in the summer are going to be looking for central defenders. So are we. Man United in the summer are going to be looking for central midfielders and central defenders, and so are we. So this And there's Newcastle. So we are competing in, a, in the transfer market where we need to show ambition. Hmm. What what I would say is that just as like we gonna compete for players in the transfer market, I think we would by the clubs for Conte. I think United would have gone for him uh, eventually. So I believe that Levy needs to be getting given props, as we say here down in South London, uh, <laughs> about maybe moving quite quickly and getting in before another club went and then got him. I think it's very difficult if you're a manager at a top five, top six side, and you've got someone on the market like Conte because there's, there's no room for wiggle out there's no there's no wiggle room you can't you can't make any errors because this guy can come and replace you straight away so I think I think that Levy moved quickly he moved decisively after the Man United game when uh when there were I was at that game there were people pissed off and it was about five to six thousand to eight thousand people were pissed off and making a lot of noise so I, I, th I think to answer uh your point Brendan that that you know Levy should be congratulated for moving that quickly in that decision. It was, it was a leading question for Dale over. Yep. I know it was. I know it was. <laughs> but oh, Sigmund Paul on, on Conte himself. I mean, I'm he's winning me over. I, I after the Burnley get defeat when we lost to them away after doing City, and he had that weird hissy fit where it, it was just like, dude, what are you doing? You're talking like you want to leave. And and he's come out recently and explained more about that, about carrot and stick, but I, I, I'm, he's winning me over. There's the Conte cam staff. He's got the passion. He's got the players on board as well. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm, 
how, how are you feeling now with Conte? Uh, I love him. I genuinely, he, he pisses me off. Um, he's an arsehole in press conferences, but he's our arsehole. We, we, we know what we're going to get now, all right? <laughs> we, 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 but let's be honest. Let, but let's be honest. He is, you can't argue what he's done. <laughs> you can't. I coach. I, I try and make people better on a day-to-day basis, right? It is fascinating for me to watch someone like Antonio Conte take what was massively under underachieving and try and get a tune and then add two players in Pentacore and in Kuldeski, two very smart players, okay, and take us from where we were to and and, and where we were when he when he came in and and the low ebb of the team and the way we were playing uh, to, to where we are on the on the on the cusp of we haven't done it yet i know mm. but on the cusp of, of doing that yeah I, I i i love watching that journey i love watching the evolution of the team it's all not you know no no progress is going to be linear is it it's going to be up and down and we saw that in that horrible week when southampton just swamped us and when um uh burnley wolves. uh yeah, and Wolves, exactly. And those those three or four, 15 billion losses to Chelsea in January, February, when we were, when we were losing. But that was the downside. But the upside is, to answer your question, Brent, I love him and I love watching him drag us all the way to something very, very good. Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At US Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Sean, how's your feeling on our Italian maestro? What's the general feeling out there in Toronto as well? I know Toronto Spurs, I'm assuming you guys have been getting together now that COVID's pretty much passed. What's the general vibe on on Conte out there? I think most of the people here really like him. Um, again, <clears throat> under Mourinho, it was hit and miss, and it seemed more miss than hit. Uh, same thing with Nuno. I think what you've seen here is you've seen a progression slowly but surely over time where each month has been a little bit better than the previous month. They're getting better. You see a plan. You see the players executing the plan. You see the players have bought into the plan. And as Paul said, that's the biggest thing. Once you get the buy-in from everybody and everybody knows what they need to do, and as soon as somebody gets on the pitch, they know what their job is. They know what Conte expects of them. Um, you've seen just how much of a difference has Doherty, Sassignan, and Royale being under Conte. Are, are they world-class wingbacks? No. But they know what their job is, and by and large, they've executed that job. It doesn't mean we shouldn't improve and find better ones, but those are the, the that to me is probably two of the biggest spots. And again, the emergence of Romero and Kulishevsky. Everybody knows what their job is, and people are going out there, and who's ever brought in, they know what they need to do, and they do it. And that's the biggest thing that I've, that I've seen. 
And I think everybody here has seen is the buy-in and the belief. Yeah, very true. And, and that's, you can see that with players that have been used as scapegoats. Emerson Royale, for example, has been a scapegoat a lot of the time through this season. Rightly so in, in certain times because he hasn't played very well. He does look quite nervous. But as we said, he's been playing out of position. But it just shows the, the benefits of good coaching. And, and we've seen that with, with Ben Davies as well. Where is the weakness in our squad? We're, we're, of the 11 that started against Burnley, where's the weakness? Sessegnon's playing blindingly these days. As, as is well, like Ben Tancor is a bit hit. But, but none of them are are underperforming. And if there were, if they were, we saw with Kulusevski, he wasn't great when Doherty got injured. Those couple of games took him out, stopped on Lucas. Didn't work with Lucas, put Kulusevski on and it gave him the kick up the arse that he needed. And he came on and, and got a goal and, and an assist. I think it was the Leicester game, was it, that uh, that he came on. So, yeah, we owe a huge debt to to, to Conte. And um, he looks happy. And, and that's the main thing. Him and Kane look very happy. And uh, let's look ahead to, to Norwich now before we, we finish up. They are, they are our final game of the season. They are already relegated. They are, they're on 22 points and a minus 56 goal difference. They drew with Wolves last time out, but they lost their previous, at least their previous four games, uh, which included getting spanked by West Ham at 4-0 at home as well. So, uh, so go, Davo, you first. Uh, we, we can't balls this up, can we? we, we, we we've got to turn up. And, and Sonny is looking to get that golden boot. Even we can't screw this up, can't we? Tell me, please. Well, well, I was reading uh, Ian Wright, who I, who I do love as a pundit. I think he's great. Yeah. You know, I really do. I know he's a big old cooner. We've all sung songs about him and booed him over the years at North London derbies. However, he said it would be the most Spursiest of Spursiest if we balls this one up. And it really would be. Okay, I think Pukki's top scorer of 11 goals. Um, you know, they, I think Dean Smith was an appointment with more on, the, on an eye of getting them back up next season. And that's why they brought him in. Um, and I think that, you know, we we just need to turn up and do a professional job. N- none of this, and I'm sure it won't happen, if we get a penalty, give it to Son so he can score. We've got to sew the game up and do it professionally. And, and, and you know, we, I just hope that, you know, the hope is that we don't do something stupid and someone gets sent off early doors um, or... You know, I'm just thinking of any other things that could possibly go wrong. Um, you know, the coach goes the wrong way. Um, the someone, a, light, a lightning strike or hits Hugo. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's a there, there, You know, we. Yeah, on the lasagna point, I would have those boys at Spurs Lodge all week. I wouldn't let them go anywhere into the outside world, no fear of COVID, anything like that. I'd just put them in a bubble, a Champions League qualifying bubble for the week. Don't talk to anyone, don't go anywhere, and that's it. That's what I'd do. But then I'm a bit mad. And then, uh, so, you know, look, on paper, we should do this. We should win, Okay. This is the type of game that we go and we win and that's it. But as we know, we beat Man City. Great performance and contributed to one of Burnley's seven wins of the season the f- three days later. So, But I, I, I just think that, you know, the Burnley game, uh, I think uh, I was still unclenching my buttocks after the last 10 minutes of that one. Uh, we had a 62-hour turnaround. We did the job and we were focused on task, and we didn't get carried away from the fact that we smashed the Gooners a few days before. So I think we're looking for the same again. We've gone too far, and I think with the, the characters in that squad, your Hugos, your Canes, 
you know, um, I think we should do it. And just one shout out, we talk about players improved. I think Hoiberg, who I'm not the world's biggest fan of, the last couple of weeks I thought he's played really well. I thought he had an excellent game against Burnley, for example. A lot of tired legs and he was there front and centre. Yeah, on, on Hoiberg, I saw a stat recently that he's third in the league for interceptions behind Rodri and someone else who I've forgotten. Uh, I remember seeing, uh, but yeah, he is, he has come on and he, he does the, the, the work that doesn't always get noticed. And, and we sort of, we can pick on him for his, his distribution and not really seeing a pass, but his, uh, he's been, his work rate's excellent. And like I said, third in the league in interceptions. Paul, uh, how are you feeling ahead of Norwich? Um, optimistically confident. I think you've got a week to prepare. Um, which is always good according to the stats. And also, it's quite clear that we we, we play quite well with a week uh, bet- between the games, uh, which might be a bit difficult next season, obviously, because we might be playing twice a week. Anyway, uh, Norwich, yeah, Pookie's got 11, uh, as Dave said, and the next one is, uh, I think it's their centre-back. Sergeant so, with two. Sergeant and then McLean and then uh, Tealus and, and Rashika. Um, they haven't scored much. Yeah, they've got a terrible goal difference. But, you know, it's like, and I hate I hate the phrase, it's like Spursy, Dr. Spurs will see you now, etc. But I, I, I can only echo what Davo said. It, we've come too far. I think mindset and mentality is a bit of a cliche getting thrown around by people like me, for example. Um, yeah. <laughs> But um, we've definitely become stronger as a unit. We don't give up. We don't panic. We don't hoof it forward looking for a goal. Loads of people saying, calm down. Not only Hoybjerg, but there's yeah, a, lot, a lot of people saying, like, you know, you know like you know, pointing to their foreheads, think, focus. We, that's different from even when we at the beginning of the season when we, we were playing City and we were on the crest of a new, uh, crest of a new season and we weren't too sure it was Kane. There's a lot of emotion going around, a lot, a lot of kind of like, you know, hair of scare and tactics, booting it for, yeah. But now we're completely different now. I, I don't see much going wrong at the weekend. I, I really don't, which, which in, in a weird way, worries me slightly, but uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Spoken like a true Spurs fan. We've yeah, been here. Yeah, yeah, just... It's years of abuse, years of being a Spurs fan. That, that bring it on. It brings it on, you know. And it was Declan Rice, the other player I was trying to think of. So first was Roggie, second Declan Rice, yeah. third uh, Hoybier. So fair play to him. Sean, any any Norwich players that uh, give you the jitters? Anyone in there? I mean, Pookie, as, as we said, is their top scorer. But like, like we've all said, like we've improved immensely. Certainly defensively under Conte, we're just we're just much harder to beat. Uh, so, anyone in there that scares you, or, or you're confident? Uh, there's only one guy, but they sold him to Bournemouth in January, so we're not going to worry about Catwell now. Uh, you know, let's take, let's take a look at it before we started. They've you get 21 or 22 goals they've scored, and half of them are Pookie. Nobody else has more than two. <laughs> Basically, if you stop Pookie and score more than two goals, it's pretty much guaranteed. And like you say, Son would like that golden boot. I think they would like to get it for him. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to be feeding him the ball left, right, and center. And I think this, to me, shows the the growth and the leadership of Harry Kane. Kane would love to score three goals and win the game 3-0. But if he had three assists and Son scored three goals and got the golden boot, I think he'd be just as happy or happier because we'd have got, we've accomplished the goal and he's done something to help a teammate. And I think that's, for me, the mark of him as the leader now of the team 
and hopefully soon they'll finally realize maybe make him the captain. All right. Uh, yeah, so we were all fairly confident. Let's get predictions then. Start with you, Davo. What do you think the score will be Sunday at Carrow Road? 2-0 Tottenham. 2-0 stuff. Sean? 3-0. Two by Son, one by Kane. Son wins the golden boot. like it. Oh, how are Rangers doing, by the way, Sean? 1-1. Uh, we're in extra time. Okay. Mr. Muir, what's the prediction from you? I was going to go 3-0, but I'll go 4-0. I think uh, two early goals, and then it's, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll get it done 4-0. Oh, I'll I'll go with Son with two. I'll go with um, Kuzeski with one, and then uh, Son with one. Yeah, so all, all front three players will get a goal to finish off a good season. Cool. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, normally I don't like predicting confidently and predicting big wins but Norwich they're not going to do a Burnley that that's not their style they don't sit back they like to play with the ball on the ground and that they'll give us space I, I can see us as getting a few goals so uh yeah I reckon 3-0 and uh, I'll buy some Coleman's mustard when I'm over in uh, in June to, to say thank you to, to to Delia and the boys yeah quick round up but we um would like to say uh, that we weren't invited to the stadium yesterday by Nike Football I just noticed a few other content providers were so fuck you Nike Football unless of course you want to invite us next year when we'd happily take you up and take some free Nike stuff and play on the pitch like uh, like our friends Majestic and Gazza did and Abby Summers and the We Are Tottenham TV boys. Uh, it looked great fun. So uh, fair play to, to our friends that were there. Uh, we hope to be there next year. And um, also a quick update on Sandro. thing is, right, I, I got a message from Sandro today. It's not just me messaging him. I know you think that I badger Sandro. He messaged me today because the team went down last on the weekend it wasn't a restraining order, was it? <laughs> like, Stop calling me! <laughs> no, he was like, oh, because he wants to come see a Spurs game with the cheese room crowd. So he uh, he said, look, like he's talking next year. I don't think it'll be any time this year. He's he said, oh no, I've got two. Wife, Fuck you, Nike. We've got Sandro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So next year at, well, at uh, Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, do look out for us bringing Sandro to a game. He'll be sitting with us. He'll be eating a. A pie. He won't be doing the fancy seats. He'll be uh, he'll be watching a game with everyone else, and uh, he loves Tottenham still, and so he wants to send his best, and he's very happy that we've got this opportunity for Champions League. Right? Any other um, any other celebrity mates that you want to tell us about, Brendan? Are you suggesting that I like to name drop? Well, you and Caller are just inviterate name droppers. Franco's Franco in a way when he hosts, he's he's a bit more humble that way. He doesn't talk about who he's met down Stratford High Street when he's posting off all the cheese room merch around the world. Franco does the work. He doesn't he doesn't do it for the glamour, does he, Paul? Uh, Franco is the uh, Franco's the engine room while the other people up front like take all the plaudits. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> Oh, man. Props to Franco, as you like to say, Paul. Yeah? Props to Franco. Props we we to love Franco. you, Franco. Props to Franco. Props. <laughs> and yeah, um, and he's, he's still got COVID. He still feels he was going to join us tonight, but he uh, still feeling a bit knackered with the COVID. So get well soon, Franco. We're all, all thinking of you, mate. And you better be on for Sunday because I can't pod Sunday. <laughs> and uh, Brenda, just to finish off, your more links of Paolo Dybala today. Yeah, yeah. Where, what are we feeling about that one? Uh, I. Paul, no? No, I'm, I'm not feeling that at all. I didn't feel it before when we couldn't get his third-party image rights worked out or whatever the excuse was. I I, 
I would take a body swerve and a pass on that. Thanks very much. Wow. Apparently, Roma were in for him or, or, or into another Italian team. He, he's definitely going. He was crying his eyes out. Like, oh, we're Latin, Latin as Latinas, Latin American lot. We always love a bit of a cry. But, uh, Davo, would you take him? <laughs> so you're saying you're Latin American, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been right, in 16 okay. years. I'm pretty pretty Brazilian by now, yeah. Right, okay. Interesting. Uh, is he... <laughs> Oh God! Before we get through, before we get through one, one follow as well. <laughs> we nearly made it before Ray Winston and Sexy Beast gives its mirage in front of us. In here, son. Once, in once again, dirty DD and all the rest. Um, Dabala, is he not another injury-prone Argentinian? Really? Yeah. I mean, his goal rate is not too bad at Juventus, but they are like you know. The team. I mean, the, 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 he could end up going to um, Inter because there's a, the, all this talk about Martinez going, and I'd like to get Martinez in. That would be a great signing and a statement signing to get him in. So uh, Dybala, I think, I think he's a bit injury prone, flat as to deceive. But ultimately, it's down to Mr. Conti. If he thinks he can do a job for us, then he's that's good. I know Levy's attraction to the scouting is is it's free. But Conti's got to be the one who says, "Yeah, I want him," and 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 take it from there. But at the end of the day, no, I'm not. I think that I was excited about him until, of course, those media rights came into view, and and yet again, another last minute signing didn't go ahead. But the, the, we've moved on now, three years, I think. So I think no, pass for me. Are, 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 we, are we waiting for Bale the return? Because that one keeps popping up again too. Oh, do you? Like, uh, like, oh, yeah. Do, do you want so, another rant? Well, the, the, well, the, well, the, it, it's the thing. It's like every time he runs out the country, oh, he's going back. He's going back to England. He's going back to England. Then it all pops up. He's going back to Tottenham. He should go to Cardiff. He, he should uh, take a salary cut or do a deal where part of his salary is donated to local causes. He's opening up these golf bars in Bristol and the West Country. Uh, good luck with that. He's having planning issues with the local council, apparently. So he should speak to Levy about that. He's good at land management. And uh, he should go to Cardiff, play till November, and then retire. No no, no more bail, please. I've done the rant. I'm not doing another one on that. I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd take bail over to Barlow. Well, I did see today that we were <laughs> with, with John McGinn. So someone tweeted, uh, with Dybala's face and John McGinn's ass would be the sexiest club in the world. <laughs> it's it's Sorry, got John, John McGinn's backside. Yeah, is it John McGlynn? The guy, John McGlynn, the guy, the Aston Villa guy, the Scottish guy at Villa. Yeah, we, we've been we, we've been connected with him. Yeah, him man mm. Dybala with the rumours today. So Bentoncourt, Hoybjerg, a returning skip. Okay, I know he's young. Pepe Matesar, and then John McGinn. And Winks goes. Oh. And, and Winks, then Winks goes. goes. But Winks goes. Yeah, no, not 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 having John McGinn. <laughs> no, ch- no chance. <laughs> <laughs> If Leeds go down, and no, it's not going to happen, as it, well, they will go down. If Leeds go down, I'd like to get Calvin Phillips. He'll go, exactly. to, Man yeah. He'll go to Man United. But is he, not a, is he not a, a Leeds boy born and bred? Would he do that? Yeah. I know I know, Canton has gone there. Gordon, well, yeah. Yeah. Gordon McQueen. Smith. Adam Smith as well. <laughs> Alan Smith, yeah. But would he really go there? Do you think? Probably. I think if you can't get Rice, the next best thing after that is him. And I think a lot of clubs would be in for him. Especially if if Chelsea can't get Rice away from somewhere like West Ham, and obviously uh, Conor Gallagher is probably going to go back to Chelsea as well. And I like Gallagher; I think Gallagher's got a high ceiling that he can play at now. 
Mm. Um, I think, uh, yeah, Phillips will go there and they'll sell Fred or McTominay with Matic going, Matic going as well. And that'll be a Phillips size hole for him to go. And they'll pay big, big wage for him. They'll pay a lot of money for him. See, I know, this is, I know this is controversial and I've just contradicted myself. I'd sell Hoiberg to Man United and get in Phillips. I know it's not going to happen. I'd do that. No, that won't happen. The problem, with, the problem with trying to get Phillips is you want to try and get him before before somebody signs Rice. You know, Levy yeah. can't do anything fast. If we had somebody who could do. If we had somebody who could do it fast. Then yeah, you could probably get Phillips while Man United and everybody else are going after Rice. But this is Levy, and it'll take him six weeks. And by the time it gets almost where the contract signs, it'll be the same thing as as Diaz and his agent will be talking to everybody else and going, "Hey, Tottenham's about to sign him. Do you want him?" So on on the striking situation, if we're not going for Dybala, who who are we looking at? So Martinez, we we talked about. Uh, Sean, have you seen any rumours? I don't think Martinez is going. The last I heard, the last I heard, he was staying. Okay. You know, you know I, what we should you know, you know what we should do for a laugh. Inketia's contracts up in the summer. <laughs> See, I, I, I again, I think he's all right. England under twenty ones, yeah. under under eighteens. Uh, watch a bit of him as well. I think I think Inket is all right. He 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 worked hard. He didn't drop his head. He does make good intelligent runs. He's a little bit raw, but you know, give him you know, give him kind of like 10, 12 games when like Kane is either rested or or possibly out, whatever, and, and play him next to between Son and An other on the other side, Kulazeski or or. or you know, like uh, Stevie B, if he's still here, then I think Inketi could grow. I, 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 I wouldn't mind Inketi. I, re- I really wouldn't. I was, yeah, controversial opinion, but I think he's all right. I think it, would, yeah. it would never happen. It would never, especially given the, the like, assuming everything goes to plan and we pit them to Champions League this season. That the fuck that you thought that with Judas there was a backlash. Imagine the backlash him going this way. Like, it's oh. a, he's a yeah, but he's a free agent. He'll be a free agent in the summer. He's still he's still Guna though. He's still he's still a Guna. Like when was it the last yeah, one was we, what, we, Gallas? We, we we took Gallas and Gallas was superb for us. I'll yeah. have nothing said about it. Gallas in the Champions League for us was absolutely superb. Yeah, yeah, Gallas did a great job. I really like mm. Gallas. Mm. I think Kenny is kind of a little pissed off that they haven't really given him a chance until now. They've kind of sat him back. They haven't really given him a lot of playing time. So if, if you can guarantee him some playing time, why not? And you can throw Champions League football at him. Because this is going to be the big thing for, you know, Mart- you look at uh, Martinez, Martinez uh, Smith Rowe, and, and Saka, and the rest of them. If they don't have Champions League football, you got to think who else in Europe is going to come floating around looking after the looking after those guys, dangling European football in front of them. And that's the one thing that we can do with Enkedia is is dangle that in front of them. Saka, mm. Saka will leave them in two or three seasons. He'll go to Liverpool yeah. to sell their replacement. He's going to he'll go to Liverpool for a salary replacement. I can see it. The, if if you want to win stuff, Arsenal is not it's not Odegaard as a captain doesn't work. Emil Swift Rowe's had a pretty lousy season. I know it's been interrupted by injuries, but you know your Sackers, Emil Swift Rowe when he's back fully fit, and these guys as well. Um, they'll they'll be leaving that team in the next two or three years to go to a Liverpool or a City or a Newcastle maybe. You know. But yeah. do, you, do you know do you know why they're going to leave though? Because Arsenal will get battered Batter. everywhere, everywhere they go. They go. Everywhere they go. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.